0: Hi, this is Cherise Kenyon, and you're listening to the Beauty Me podcast, all about beauty beyond the BS. This week's guest is someone I had on way back in August of 2019 on episode four. At that time, Lauren Napier was enjoying the height of her beauty brand being loved around the world. She literally made the most luxurious makeup removing wipes ever. Using them made removing your makeup a real ritual, and they really lived up to Lauren's tagline of there is beauty in taking it off. But then, well, you can probably guess what happened next. The pandemic hit and it affected so many businesses, especially those within the beauty industry. Suddenly, the supply chain for her beauty brand was seriously affected. And of course, Lauren found herself spending most of her time indoors like the rest of us. I really wanted to bring Lauren back to have a kind of catch up conversation You know, we might all have been inside, but Lauren's account on Instagram, her personal one, has been one of my favourite accounts to follow. She really came through with the skincare content, the yoga content, but most of all, she shared so much amazing food content during the pandemic. Like, she can really, really cook. So in this episode, I wanted to find out how the past two years have affected Lauren, both personally and business-wise, and I wanted to see how she was able to pivot. I hope you love it. The vacation pictures. Just like Lauren is my you're my ideal. <laughs> because they're always perfect. Obviously, I know a lot goes into pictures and stuff, but your pictures are just like just bam.
1: <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, you know what? I um I, I people were asking me, like, how do I get my pictures to look the way they look? And how do I um, select these picturesque locations? And the reality is like, for me, it's like living in the moment. Are you able to capture, embrace, and fully see what's happening around you? Because a lot of times I'm just taking pictures of plants. You know, like I love plants. Like you see my enormous monsteria back here. Like I love them. So I, um, and my roses back here, right? So I, that's what I do. I I visualize and, and, and absorb my surroundings. And then I just capture those images. It's important to me to like, just do that. And it's important to me to be in a place that is
0: visually and aesthetically pleasing. I really wanted to have you back on because you were my fourth guest ever, you know, back in 2019, the year that we were probably all planning lots of things and you know and, and then we know what happened. So I was like, let me get you back on to just see how things have changed for you in life, in beauty, in business. Um oh my God. but but before we get into that, I just wanted to go back to what you said about um, you know, your holiday pictures, you know, You take these very beautiful shots, but I love that. I do feel that you are still in the moment. I don't feel that you're this person like I'm on vacation. Click, 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 click. I'm not really hit. Do you know what I mean? And not really there. Not really absorbing it. Not really enjoying your coconut cream by the pool. Like I think, yeah, because I'm
1: definitely enjoying it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I feel like you really live your time because you know you you, you're not always on vacation so I feel like when you're on vacation you're really (laughs) on vacation no matter how beautiful
1: I go to vacation to vacation to get an experience to relax um and listen we live in a visual world and even if we didn't live in this current visual world I am a creative an artist a person who is absolutely motivated by color and i'm stimulated by sound uh taste touch feel like i am a audio sensory not audio but i use all of my five senses i use them and um so i'm in my element when i'm somewhere like that and everything i see is just like magical i love new york city new york city is the polar opposite of where i was (laughs) Uh, but it's equally you're using all five senses when you're here too but just in a completely different way and so um you know one thing I learned on this vacation is like I like the vibe like I'm down there in the sun skins out sun's out even when it because it rained one of the days that I was there but I'm like I'm into nature I'm like one with nature and I think that sounds very cliche but again I was like connecting but connecting on this like very sexy sensual vibey level. And obviously I think if you go to my Mexico stories, you'll see that. But <laughs> I felt like, you know, embrace that. Just like fully embrace it and I think it's interesting because women are so often encouraged to feel, you know, um to to be empowered, right? And then when you are empowered by your own experiences, abilities, um, uh, sexuality, sensuality, people are really shocked, taken aback and put off by it. And so, um, you know, I I was there and I was sort of like feeling some of that. And I just really had to like dig into my own experience and just understand that like this is an experience that I'm having and I'm having a fabulous time. And, um, no one can take that away from me. Like you just can't, I'm living in the moment and I'm enjoying Mm -hmm. every minute of it. And I also think that, you know, they tell you to live in the moment, like culturally society tells you live in the moment, but, but Mm -hmm. when you are living in it, everyone is like really bewildered by it. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Especially especially you know the times that we're in because going on vacation I can see some people be like oh you know it you know everything that's happened to us has kind of divided many of us in many ways and I saw your holiday as like yes like wow you're enjoying it you look amazing I I know that feeling and if anything I I miss it because I haven't been away since gosh yeah 2019 but there's not one part of me that wants to judge because li- life is meant to be lived, and you are living in the moment, and you chose that moment. So I think anyone that has a negative, it's just hard to share. You embracing the moment lately? Do you know what I mean? You you yeah. may feel a little bit of guilt.
1: Yeah, you know I stopped uh, feeling guilty about it. I have been very responsible throughout the entire pandemic. Um, you know, I took one for the team. I had my 40th birthday when we were at the height of the height of shelter in place. (laughs) And, you know, that was monumental. And I think of all of the milestone birthdays and the things that are people are sort of not sort of, they're totally losing out on them. And I have friends, um, of all different ages and it's, it's incredible to me how different people at different points in their life really feel like they're missing out. But they also recognize, and I recognize that, you know, I took one for the team. I wanted to be, I wanted to be healthy, but I want a healthy society. And in America, we've definitely uh, highlighted a lot of things that are just so broken and just so dysfunctional within this system. So within the system and the constraints, like I said, I was incredibly responsible. I can probably count on you know, my fingers and toes the times that I went somewhere, um uh and 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 like I'm vaccinated, fully vaccinated. And I don't say double vaccinated because two vaccines is a full vaccination. So I am fully vaccinated <laughs> and I've taken the booster. Um I wore my mask, I social distance, I isolated, I mean I did it all. And I'm single. So I found that to be like empowering and also challenging. You know, mm-hmm. and so because you had to like completely reevaluate your life and uh, your relationships, the things that make you happy, the things that bring you joy, sit in the things that create despair and that languishing feeling. Mm-hmm. And I did that. I did the work. So now it's time to get out. You know, because oh now God. it's like, listen. It's it's been two years. I also can't live my life isolated from humanity. Like, I can't live my life isolated from nature. And it's, I mean, I'm really fortunate because I live so close to Central Park. But like, so I would walk to the park and I would just, you know, get out there. um, But, you know, Central Park is still in the middle of a metropolitan city. It is not, it is not a destination. Um, And so I fully am embracing, uh, you know, getting back to, the new normal or mm. not back to the new normal, but living within the new normal.
0: Yeah. yeah. That's one thing I love about you. We haven't met in person, but it's mm. going to happen. Yes, um, yes, it is. But you oh. mentioned, you know, your 40th birthday and I was like, you did the photo shoot on your fire escape. Like you <laughs> wore the dress that you wanted to wear. Like, I love that about you, that you embrace where you are and, I'm probably wrong here, but if you make it look easy, you make it look like, honestly, you were one of the people that I loved um, following your stories throughout the pandemic because it was Lauren's cooking, Lauren's making amazing food for herself. Lauren's taking care of her plants. Lauren's taking care of her skin. You're doing your yoga. Like, you, you made it seem doable, you know? Well, yeah. I'm sure... I mean tell me about it. were there days when it wasn't so easy?
1: Absolutely. There were days when it was not easy and I think it was probably reflected in uh social media posts in some way cuz I have a very cheeky and also like very snarky <laughs> and dry and dark sense of humor. It just you know, like there's the real light that I have, the positivity that I really truly believe, but also in total contrast, there's <laughs> total like darkness. So I'm a very um you know, I'm a very unique personality because I I operate in both. And there mm-hmm. were days when it was really, really hard. Um, I think like everyone, we all experienced this in, it was collective experience. So there's a lot of commonalities, but there are also experiences that are very unique to each individual. Um, some people were living their best lives, just had babies. They got to stay at home for two years with their babies, or they just got married, mm-hmm. or all of those things. And then other people really lived in, um, just anguish and despair. And so I experienced, um, I experienced both. Well, I didn't have a baby. I didn't get married, but, um, <laughs> but, so like the conventionally joyous occasions, I did not necessarily experience. I experienced a lot of, um, a lot of, uh, darkness. Um, it was a really tough time. Um, Things were happening with my business, things were happening with my family, um, things were happening with my living situation, which is also documented. I moved into mm-hmm. this beautiful apartment during the pandemic that I was so thrilled to live in, in this like brand new building. It was aesthetically, it was stunning, but it had no insulation and every month there was something wrong. So we had a snowstorm, I had no heat. The fire escape detached from the building. I had my refrigerator broke after I went to the grocery store and bought all this food. I mean, and if you follow my food, you know, I have a lot of food, you know, just like I had, um, uh, like I said, like I'm a sensory person, right? So there was, there was loud noise. I could hear everything that my neighbors were doing. And it's sad because nobody was having sex. So I feel bad for them, them. I was like, bam, you know, but like, I could hear them opening, closing their kitchen drawers. I could hear them listening oh, to the versus battles. I could hear the, you know, them walking <laughs> down this. I'm like, yo. so I really couldn't get any rest. I got no rest literally for, you know, the entire year that I lived there on top of, you know, the challenges that were happening with my business, supply chain, two of my um, employees in my warehouse died. Um... Mm-hmm. I mean, the warehouse closed after that. I mean, but so I was, it was just one thing after mm-hmm. another personally and professionally, um, you know, and that's just what was happening to me, not mm-hmm. what happened to my family. Mm-hmm. So, um, or what my family was experiencing. So it was hard. It was a really hard time. So, um, but I tried to constantly maintain a positive, um, And not that toxic positivity that we see um, online. It was like, okay, like, listen, this is not happening just to you. It's not personal. It's happening to the whole world. And yes, what happens to you is relative to you. So sit here, have a cry, have a shower, have a nap. It will all be here once you have experienced and processed this emotion. And so that's what I did. And it was, there were days that it was hard. And I, you know, some people post themselves crying. And I think that that's, I mean, it's a judgment, y'all, but I think that's weird. Um, But I didn't do that. I do have documentation of the days where I was like, I cannot do this. I I specifically remember I have a picture of myself on the floor. I was laying on the floor. Mm -hmm. Like, what a mess. A rat got into the engine of my car. (laughs) So I... I was like, this is the most bizarre thing ever. I And so I just was like, I can't do anything else. So I was laying on my floor, just laying there like, I don't know what else to do. I don't know what else can happen, but this is crazy. You know? So.
0: (laughs) But tell me, like, I feel like you were, like I said, it kind of can seem like it's easier for you because you have this inner strength. But do you know where that comes from? Or do you feel you went into this mode because of the pandemic?
1: Um, I think that it comes from, I th- there's like a meme that's like the ancestors, you know, that went through all this stuff, watching me <laughs> quit after something's challenging for five minutes. But I do feel like it's like, I know my family. I know my family history, man. We have done some incredible things. Um, And so I have this level of perseverance that's really unique. But also as a kid, my mother used to say I was really resilient. I used to try things and fail, like all the time. And it felt so bad in the moment. Like, you know, failure is not fun. And not achieving the the goal that you think you want is... Not fun, but I was always, always, always encouraged to get back up. And my mama used to always say, uh, you can't keep a good girl down. And then it evolved to, you can't keep a good woman down. But that's what <laughs> she used to say to me. And she's also used to call me Calamity Jane, because there was always some sort of like thing that was happening to me. And in the moment, I felt like, oh, it was the end of the world. And it wasn't. And I know now when, when, you know, they tell the kids it gets better, you can make it through what is just so hard and exhaustive. It does get better. And that thing that seemed so enormous, actually you get past it and you're like, wow, like I actually did that. And I did it. And it wasn't looking back. It wasn't as big of an ordeal as it felt like in that moment. Like the thing is, we're all living life the first time right? So everything always seems harder. The first time it's like going on a trip and you're like, are we there yet? Are we there yet? And going home, you're like, oh, we're home. (laughs) You've been there, you've done it, you've experienced, it seems so Mm -hmm. less drawn out. And so um, that's how I got through it. So it's a little bit of me and it's a little bit of just reflecting and taking time, but I do not avoid my feelings. I don't Mm -hmm. avoid them. Um, and so that's what I think makes it look easy because I am able to be like, I'm uncomfortable. I don't like this. This is not fun. This is unpleasant. Um, or that what I just cooked was so good. I want to like, just like jump for joy. Like I identify all of my emotions and I think that is what makes it easier. And that's what helps, uh, helps me get through this.
0: So you know obviously you've been on the podcast before and at that time it was definitely you know I love to talk about the morning routines and the history of your beauty insights but this episode is much more about where you are now. So tell me was there anything that you changed in during the pandemic because I feel like there were stages to the pandemic there was like the initial stage well oh we're gonna get through this and it's just gonna be a few weeks and maybe I'll watch more Netflix and maybe I'll have a few days off and then it was like okay well it's looking more like six months and but for you was there were there any changes to how you lived apart from you know the obvious ones once the pandemic hit because you know you're a beauty brand owner Mm -hmm. what what changed for you?
1: Well, I mean, so much because the premise of Lauren Napier Beauty, it was like sort of lifestyle, but definitely a lifestyle philosophy, right? So I had a collection of makeup remover wipes and nobody was going anywhere. So no one was wearing makeup and nobody was, I don't want to say no one, people were, because sometimes I did, but you were at home, you had the time to do your full routine. So that was a shift in um, my thoughts about the brand and, and what my customers needed at the same time, people were like, I need my makeup wipes. I need them. I know there's a shortage, like I need them. And, um, uh, in full transparency, there's some components that come from China. So I knew something was going on, um, before the pandemic actually hit America because China was, things were happening with my manufacturer, like, a the, like I said, the component of the of the yeah. packaging,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I knew something was happening. And um, I got wrapped up in, or I should say Lauren Napier Beauty got wrapped up in the supply chain and also the um, demand for wipes because mm-hmm. wipes manufacturers suddenly oh started shit. making sanitary wipes like Clorox, Lysol, Purell. Everyone started manufacturing wipes and anything that was Wipe's manufacturer was being commandeered. So I'm a small business. And um, my my manufacturer, I had been with them for years, as far as small businesses go, and I had a growing business. And they said, Listen, the larger company has come in, they've asked to rent our machines. We can't manufacture your products unless you are uh manufacturing a million units. And I'm like, that's crazy. Like I'm not a, I'm a, I'm not this large business. I don't have a million dollars to give you to manufacture. I don't even know if my customers in six months will be able to go anywhere. will be able to afford anything in the United States. We were still trying the, our governments were debating whether or not they gave us a one-time stipend of $2,000. So like, You know, we live in the ghetto. Um, <laughs> no offense to the ghetto, because I actually gotta stop calling it the ghetto because the ghetto is creative yeah. and beautiful and inspiring. We live in um a very just like dystopian society. That's what America is. So, you know, um that was what was happening with my business. So I had to really pause and reevaluate. And I did a few pivots here and there. Um and they didn't necessarily, they felt authentic and genuine, but the, there was a lot of things that were happening outside of what I could control that, um, that made it, they didn't uh, grow and move in the way that I'd hoped and thought um, that they would. But what I found that was consistent was people still wanted to hear my voice, my My followers, my customers, my audience, uh, my retailers, they all wanted to hear from me. They were all interested in like what I would do next, because there is an element of a connectivity to my to my following to my following. Um, And uh, so it took some time, but I figured figured that out, too. So I'm really excited for what's to come this year. It's really going exciting
0: can you tell me anything because I have to just let the listeners know your wipes are like your makeup wipes are the like the the best the very very best of makeup wipes that you can possibly get like it's not about just popping out and buying the little cheap ones these are the most luxurious I had the rose ones it's like a beautiful experience. I think you said, is it there's beauty in taking it off? Is that your
1: taking it off? And that's the philosophy. And I've always, I've always focused on, you know, what happens on the inside. I spent, you know, 20 years in the television and film industry. And I would see how people come into a character when you're applying makeup or when you're getting dressed to go somewhere. And there's just like this ceremony when you're applying makeup, but there's not that celebration of taking it off. And the reality is, let like for some people, the best time of the day.
0: So mm. I felt
1: like it was always really important to celebrate that and to celebrate the beauty psychology because the industry itself is always forcing us to layer and do more when sometimes less is more, you mm. know, I, I, my, philosophy is just like never lose the woman beneath the makeup. You Mm. should always be able to identify yourself. You know, makeup is there to enhance what already exists, not to, for some people, you know, to disguise it. I recognize like there are situations where you want to more than enhance, but disguise, but we still want to see you, you know, at least I do. And that was why I was so successful within my career in TV and film was because I could create these looks and these characters where the, the woman or the, the talent, cause there were tons of men wearing makeup too, but they were not lost unless yeah. that character called for. And so, um, I, I've had a lot of success in that way because my touch was very, specific, and very light, and very focused on enhancing what
0: existed. Can you tell us anything about what's next? I can. (laughs) So you mentioned cooking. Yes, Cooking, amazing. And
1: (laughs) one thing that I did really to uh, save myself in the middle of this whole experience was cook for myself. And, you know, the term Romanticizing your life is out there. And I looked Mm -hmm. up the definition of romanticizing because I really wanted to make sure that that's what we were doing. And romanticizing is actually playing up what already exists, you know. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want to do that. I wanted to actualize my life, you know. And uh, so, and that I took really good care of myself. It was the one thing that I did, it was the one thing that I, um, felt like everyone was doing whether you were doing it well or you weren't. No,
0: you were doing it on a different level, Lauren. Like you were, everybody else was making banana bread. Okay. <laughs> you were just doing it. I know, but I just loved how you always had like the perfect pans. Like it would be like a cup was it like a peach cobbler for one or like you just really good at making food so enjoyable. Like um, cause I'm someone you know, I I try to think. Oh, don't have too much of the sweet stuff. Don't. But seeing you, I'd be like, well, she just you know she can have the the small one with the one scoop of ice cream, and it's still amazing and beautiful. I just think you you know you've mentioned how you like to use all your senses, and I think you can really tell that when it comes to the the food that you're creating and that you're sharing with us on your stories.
1: So well, you know, you've basically laid out the premise of what I'm going to say. <laughs> Is, I wrote a cookbook. Oh my god, it's there!
0: <gasps>
1: wow, that is I, beautiful. It's going to launch uh, next month in February or March. I'm like really like working. It'll be like a. I don't. I don't want to say the exact date. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you that in the notes. But I wrote yeah. a cookbook, and I I felt like there there were so many reasons that it was important. People were asking me, "How do I do this? How do I do this? Like, what is the secret?" Um, and you're right. I did. I use all of my senses, and I have like an almost erotic obsession with food because
0: <laughs> I, I feel that from you.
1: To be yeah, honest. it's like yeah. there's sense. It, it's it's very primal. It's very instinctual. Like to to be satiated and and to um, you know, I feel like there's only one other thing that gives you that level of <laughs> peace um, and relaxation and fulfillment. And so I love that about food. And I'm, I, like you said, I indulge, but I think it's important to have some, to like, to fully enjoy what you're consuming, but for it to also be healthy. Uh, and some of the things that people would say to me is like, how are you doing this? Talk to me about portion control. Talk to me about how you're shopping. Talk to me, explain all of these things to me because, You know, I'm, I don't know how to do this and I want to do it. So I thought, listen, there's one thing that I do every day that was not drudgery, but that was an experience and that was to make myself dinner. So I had a date for myself every day where I would sit, yeah, I would cook and I would fully enjoy my dinner with flowers and sometimes candles and sometimes what? mad men in the background or whatever it was that I was watching my my comfort shows. Um, mm. But that's what I was doing. And it really helped me, you know, and I know people have challenging relationships with food. I address that in the book too. Um, mm-hmm. Because I think it's, I think it's important. I know how hard it is for people. I grew up in the South.
0: Oh, um, I hear so, that's some oh. big food.
1: <laughs> it's, it's big food. It's Unhealthy food. I mean, <laughs> my grandmother, I remember we got into this debate one Christmas, and you know, I was the grandchild that could agitate her, and simultaneously, like, she was still in love with me, but I would get under <laughs> her skin. And I said, You know, there's no vegetables. She's like, What do you mean there's no vegetables? And I was like, The. Greens have a ham hock in it. She's like, it's still greens. And I said, she goes, there's sweet potatoes. I said, but you just put a bag of marshmallows in it. And she- Oh,
0: I don't know why you guys do that. I have to oh, say, I, it I freaks just, me out.
1: It tastes really good though. And so it's, it's no longer a vegetable though, which was my point. I was debating with my grandmother. So why was I debating with this like 80 year old woman? Who knows? But I just- <laughs> I thought there's a way to cook this really delicious food and it still be healthy and tasty. And so, um, that's what I did for the past two years. So the book is really cool. Cause it's got pictures from my iPhone. Like you will not see manicured hands because I was at home. I was taking pictures from my iPhone. I was styling my own food, but you know, not for the book. I was doing that for myself. Yeah. It just turned into that. Um, so I have a book, but I also am uh, launching a line of supplements, uh, hair, skin, and nails, because I felt like they both coincided and that's, uh, eating healthy and then being, being healthy. You know, there's lots of ways that we can look at health, but I think something that we do every day is eat. So why not eat healthy, eat well, and if you don't know how I have a little book that, just explains what I was doing for the past two years that seemed to really work. And uh, wow. something that people really requested. And then my, the vitamins I'm really excited about too. Like my, it's I just, am. I think, you know, we've got hair, we've got skin, we've got nails. I had a whole hair drama uh, during quarantine where my hair, it was, I was um, experiencing adrenal fatigue because we were always on.
0: Oh my and gosh. Yeah. Your body can only do that fight or flight so many times every day
1: and your body physically experiences it and mine came out through my hair so I lost like 50% of my hair during COVID and yeah you've
0: always had a, a you've always had a lot of hair I
1: had a lot of hair and so people didn't notice a few people said something there here and there um but I was able to bring the volume back and so that's why I thought, you know, let's talk about this supplement. And also I, it's, you know, I'm beauty focused. It's about skin. It's about hair. It's about nails. So that's what I've done. And as I sit here, like literally with my hair tied up in conditioner and my face with not a stitch of makeup, um, you can see yeah. that, that it, it's a, it works. You know, the process that I, that I went through for the past two years is something that really works. You know, I'm a. I'll be 42 this year, and and uh, hey, this is what I have to (laughs) do. This is like real time experience. You can Um, sell
0: it. You could honestly. I've always admired that about you. You have this, you know, that whole lit from within. You've always enabled that for me and embodied that for me. And I feel like if I'm ever feeling like dull and stuff, I can just go to Lauren Napier's stories and see if, you know, when she last posted about, you know, the body skincare or facial skincare. Like, I feel like you are, it's so funny. It's like your whole lifestyle in yourself. I was almost going to say that girl because I did a podcast about being that girl, but I feel you're so far removed from that concept of, I don't know if you know the concept of that girl, but it's very like list-driven and waking up and working out and doing this and doing and I I would watch these videos of these women and I was like, they look stressed, <laughs> like they look like they're having difficulty being that girl. So I think you're kind of beyond that. I feel like you really live and embody this lifestyle. So it makes perfect sense that you would evolve into bringing out the supplements and a cookbook. But I have to ask, is there anything else? Because I know you, there could well be (laughs) be something
1: else. There's (laughs) definitely something else. But this is just, this is like my passion. Um, And you know, I say to people, I don't say to people, this is the first time I've said it out loud. So get ready for the quote, but you know, are you content or are you content? which one is it? Because I see people creating, but that's in my journal. Okay. That's a Lauren Napier original, but I see (laughs) people creating content. And then I know they're, you know, they make the jokes and they turn to the other side of the room and their house is a mess. I don't there's no denying for me that there's a pile of laundry that sits in my hallway in my living room like I talk about that because I cannot <laughs> get rid of the laundry. I hate the laundry. I send my laundry out to be done and still can't put it away. <laughs> I hate it like it just is what it is, mm-hmm. you know, but this is my life. it's not creating content. this is what I do. It's natural to me, and I won't do anything that makes me feel uncomfortable um or distress if I don't have to. Um, mm-hmm. And so what you see is me. And if I'm like going to have to stress about it for social media, I am not going to do it. It's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. And I, I read that Kim Cattrall going back to Sex in the City was like, no, I won't do anything for a second that makes me feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And that's how I feel. I'm not doing it. And I'm especially not doing it for other people because that's what social media is has become. Yeah, I see now sure. that they want to do subscriptions. No, I'm not interested. Well, Subscribe to people's Instagram where they you have to pay. This is new. It was just introduced yesterday. Yeah. No, disgusting.
0: I'm fine. Yes, yeah, so I'm like this
1: is really I think <laughs> the end of Instagram. But for no. me what I what I and I, I would say anybody who gets offered that don't do it. Own your own content because whatever that is yeah. is like we already don't own the content, but If you have a subscriber list, you definitely won't own the content. They're going to take a percentage of whatever these people are paying. So be wise and keep your stuff on your own platform.
0: I Um, keep telling people, have your own website. Like websites have come back in the sense that that is your identity. If Instagram goes down tomorrow, like it did months ago, and everything you've invested all that time, you've only ever posted it on Instagram. You haven't got it backed up on a website. You don't even have a YouTube perhaps. Or I'm just like, please, Instagram is not live. It's just a platform that you can use. Um, I will not be subscribing to anybody. Like,
1: Neither will I. Mean. I a, friend of mine, <laughs> a friend of mine is one of the influencers that they reached out to do it. And I'm like, I mean, I know that, they're the reason that they reached out to you is because they know your engagement, so exactly. they are monetizing. Like, I'll, yeah. let's let's think the next step. It's like,
0: for you, but it's really for them. I'm like, on. don't
1: play yourself. <laughs> don't don't play yourself. He's always got the money, and you're not going to be the one getting it. No. So, you know. <laughs> but going back to, are you content or are you content? That's what I did. That's why it looked authentic because that is my life. And whether it's fabulous or or not, like it's for me, it's what I do. I don't do it for anyone else. And if you enjoy it, welcome to the party. And if you don't, unfollow me. Like, why are you watching <laughs> me if you don't like what you see?
0: <laughs> Bye. Uh, you know that's a whole other topic. But let's. I I feel like I cannot speak to you and not talk about skincare. Okay, uh-huh. you're sitting there with a towel on your head, no makeup your shoulders are glowing, your clavicles are glowing, everything's glowing. So talk me through what's your regime lately and did it change during the pandemic?
1: You know, it really didn't change during the pandemic. I drank a lot more water and I wore a lot less makeup but I still wash my face twice a day. You know, I'd get up and shower in the morning and you know, sometimes I would be on camera like, you know, this typically with makeup on but today's one of those strange days. And, uh, you know, I do my routine at night. Uh, That consists of a lot of Dr. Strum, Beneath Your Mask, Leland Francis Face Oils. Um, I use uh, Vintner's Daughter. I use, um, who am I using on my lips? I've been using a lip treatment. I've been vacillating between uh, Beneath Your Mask and Dr. Strum, which I love. Um, I'm using... Uh, Lee is one of my favorite body oils. I also use Agent Nature. I I think um, whatever her personal philosophy is, is that, but...
0: Um, who, who, who? I need to remember who you're talking about.
1: Agent Nature. Um, I, you know, the founder and I met ages ago when we first launched and she has always been really, really great. Very well informed. Mm. A smart girl um, um, or smart woman. I, I have very positive things say about her and positive interactions that we have a very different political leanings
0: right okay
1: so um you know but her products are good and you can't deny it i use her uh holy body i use, oh, I use gosh, yeah. she also has a product called holy sex which is great too um mm-hmm. it's just like it's I, it's a body oil it's great So I use all of those things. And then um, what else am I using on my body? I use the Love Scrub, um, which is a mesh body exfoliator. I talk about it all the time. I actually travel with it because it dries really fast. It doesn't harbor bacteria. You wash your body with it and it keeps your skin glowing. So, um, you know, people like to use a dry brush, but Mm. the love scrub is it and the founder is actually a friend of mine she's Ghanaian so it's a Ghanaian um uh like traditional towel that people use
0: right I think I know what you're talking about yeah
1: yeah so I mean you want to talk about the glow like I have no dead skin um and I'm using the love scrub I also use um the Kiehl's body exfoliator love how it smells so I mean I really scrub down I don't use yeah. it every day, but I do use it. I love that. Um, I mean, I, and and you know what, guys? Drink water. You see me in my post uh, in my dining room, and I always have, like, a glass of water. Uh, behind me is a bottle of water in a glass. <laughs> I keep, and I'm not, you know, I'm not the best at it. I would like to do more, drink more, but I hate getting up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom. I don't like oh, it. Oh, God, yeah. So I'm trying to, yeah, drink more water. So that really keeps my skin glowing. Also, I'm, you know, using lots of vitamins, which are going to be in the supplement that I'm working on. Um, I can't
0: wait to see them. because so- I'm i trying to imagine how they're going to look because I know they're going to look. It's, it's going to be an Instagram moment, even though we were just... <laughs> I mean, about
1: look, it's, it. it's going to be a moment mm. uh it's undeniable but i think and then like i said i think it's important to just eat well and treat yourself well a lot of wellness and health and the glow from within really comes from like doing the work from within you know and i know it's hard it's really uncomfortable guys it's so uncomfortable but i have a journal and that's one thing that i really started to do during the pandemic okay. like when i was feeling like trash which happened um, frequently for all the reason I've already explained, but, you know, um, I wrote it down and I every day. It. Yeah. I, not every day, but when I felt like it was like, so overwhelming, I did because I wanted to make sure that I felt, um, that I released whatever it was. Cause when you hold it in that, you know, you, your jaws are clenched then oh you get God, those wrinkles when yeah. you know your eyes are squinting you're mad you your chest is tight then your boobs start sagging you know whatever <laughs> it is <laughs> you know like, but you're
0: right you what's going on up here affects totally everything.
1: affects your full body so you know and that's why I was doing my morning stretches because mm-hmm. whatever was keeping me stressed out I was able to release it and it's you know you got to get into a groove it's not easy but you you do it, and then it becomes natural. It becomes your lifestyle. And so I hope that what I did show people, um, what I did show people on you know on Instagram, and what they've seen is authentically me. But I hope that it inspired people, and I I get feedback, and I I'm glad it does. I'm glad what I'm putting out there is helping people to feel better and improve their lives. You know, I'm not there not making people feel good and that that's Mm. always just my goal and objective as an individual to like live a life that I can be proud of that other people can look to and aspire to and and see it and find joy and not disdain
0: last two questions okay first of all what are you the most excited about right now
1: well I'm really excited about my cookbook and my supplement. Like, I'm really excited to present that because the title of the book is called Dinner for One. And I think we live in a culture that is so um, focused on pairing people and things and milestones and achievements and accomplishments that don't necessarily have to do with the individual as much as they have to do with bringing someone else into the fold. Mm-hmm. And so I hope that what I what I am the concept itself really resonates with people. There are and I write this, a cornucopia of reasons why people are dining by themselves. And I talk about that um in the book too. My I'm single, I call myself the ultimate spinster, you know, like <laughs> we got to change that conversation because I live my life as I choose. Um, and so I think it's important. Uh, Mm -hmm. but there are two other women in my life, my mother and my sister who are single now for two totally different reasons. And, um, you know, they have to learn how to live and operate within those, um, within, within that as well. And so it's, um, it's important to make that, um, distinction and to celebrate being an individual and taking care of yourself and putting yourself first as an individual, which is why dinner for one is so special to me. My supplements are special to me because that's another way to actively care for yourself.
0: You know, well, I'm buying the book. I'm married, but I'll buy the book for those, those, um, Thursday afternoons that I get for myself. <laughs> well,
1: here's The other thing you may be, you may be married uh, and there are lots of people who are, and I have nothing against being mm. married, guys. Like you know, it's also human nature to want mm. to have partnership and mm. and community. I think when you are, you should enjoy the time that you have. You shouldn't be constantly looking outside for happiness. You know, mm. happiness is should be within. Um, and so, uh, and and you should have some satisfaction being
0: who you are as an individual. Oh, if you if you don't have that, like even when we first met, we were just like you're the icing on the cake, you're not the whole cake,
1: right? Right. You know? And I think, you know, there's so many misconceptions and uh again, we live in a society that that is focused on pairing you up. And mm-hmm. everybody doesn't have to do that or do it at your own pace. And if you can do it at your own pace, you can be really happy. And when you're really happy, the right thing finds you, you know, you know, so I think, so that is really, really uh, something that I'm looking forward to and having that conversation and changing the narrative around uh, being single and being satisfied.
0: Okay. Last question. When do you feel you're most like you, like completely Lauren?
1: When do I feel like that? I feel like that all the time. There's not one time where I'm like um not me. Mm-hmm. I went to a wellness retreat recently and there were other women there and you know we were assigned to write um cards at the end of the retreat and that was the word that um that was consistent on the card I'm looking at it now and it's like authentic authenticity confidence, um, and truth, because that's what I am. And for a long time, um, my confidence, my kind of beaming inner light really, um, was off-putting to people. It, it's really like they, they don't know what to do with that. Um, uh, that confidence and assertiveness, assertiveness is also there. Mm-hmm. Um, And they don't know what to do with it. They don't know how to categorize it. And for me, I've always, well, not always, but for a long time, I tried to maneuver to help people feel more comfortable around me. And that was when I felt the least like me. I really started to feel like myself when I began to recognize like the gifts that I have and what I bring into the room, into the table, into any space. Uh, and once I started to embrace that, I felt comfortable and that's when I felt like the most me. So living, um, authentically, it makes me feel like me, not shifting, not shaping, not changing. You know, I'm, I want to say too, like, obviously I'm respectful of people. I don't think it's all about me, but (laughs) I mean, it is, but it's not, (laughs) you know, but like, that's when I feel the most, um, self-aware. And I read, uh, Toni Morrison's, um, The Source of Self-Regard. And, you know, I, I, it, I feel the most me when I'm being authentic. And I feel the most me when, like, I'm sitting here with no makeup, with my hair wrapped up, and it's just me. You get what you get. Um, you know?
0: You've always said that on your social, honestly, (laughs) for the years I've been following you you get what you get I feel like you've said that plenty of times yeah yeah. and I see it thanks so much for listening I hope you gained as much as I did from this conversation with Lauren I really love her energy and I will definitely be picking up a copy of her book in the meantime be sure to follow Lauren's brand at Lauren Napier Beauty and look out for some video snippets of our chat where you'll see just how glowy Lauren really is over on my Instagram at BeautyMePodcast. If you want to stay in touch with everything else I'm up to, be sure to subscribe to my newsletter. I'll leave a link in the show notes. See you next time.